Welcome to another um, non-weekend edition of the Weekend Wire. Um, I'll do this time, though. Sorry. Yeah, so we were delayed a couple days, but the NBA was also delayed a couple days because of some activism that I think both of us support, but neither of us really want to get soundbited on. Yeah, I just feel uncomfortable speaking for them, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we'll leave it at that. But yeah, definitely. I, I think we both support it. And I think we get why they did it. And I think it was important. And uh, the players obviously felt it was important. So uh, it's, it's good that they went ahead and did it. And they did it. Now we're back in business. Um, we had a great um, game last night between Utah, Denver. Utah and Denver. We're going to save that and talk about some of these round two playoff series, um, pretty much all of which are lining up to be pretty great, assuming the Rockets can close out the Thunder tonight. Um, but yesterday we had a awesome game one. Well, not it wasn't very close, but it was highly anticipated between um, the Raptors and the Celtics. We've been waiting for this matchup for honestly a couple of years, and it's just through like random happenstance, it just hasn't happened yet. And yesterday we got our first taste of it. Um, and it didn't look good for Toronto. Um, they, it was a blowout. Um, this, the Raptors half-court offense was so bad. Terrible. Um, I thought they sort of had a similar problem that OKC did versus Houston. Like, they basically have no one to – They, I mean, there's obviously adjustments that they can make. But in this game, it looked like they had no one who could create, like, consistent offense in the half-court versus, like, a switchy defensive team. I've I mentioned that. I feel like I've mentioned that before. They don't have a score, man. They don't have a score. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, like, opening minutes, you could tell the Raptors were trying to push the pace, which makes sense because they're one of the best transition teams in the league. Um, they were good in transition. Yeah, they were good in this game in transition, but they didn't have – they didn't get out in transition very much. Right. Uh, and Stevens was kind of ready for that. Um, the Celtics – it seemed like the Celtics were just working – a lot less hard on offense than the Raptors were to get sort of like a better shot quality. Um, and Siakam getting three fouls early didn't help. Um, he had that four point play that Tatum had on him. Um, that might've been before I started watching. Yeah, I missed like pretty much the entire first half. They challenged it and like, it just, that, that was just like the, the harbinger of shit. They're probably not going to come back. And, um, I think there's a lot of adjustments that Toronto could make. Um, going going with a big lineup could maybe work with playing like a Baca, Siakam, and Gasol, like going really, really big to sort of exploit what Boston's problem has been. But then, then you kind of get into the issue with Tatum sort of exploiting that and being able to score at will, um, being too too uh, fast would also be an issue with him. I mean, Gasol and Ibaka are mobile. Yeah, I think Ibaka could could do great on that. But I I, um, I do think, like, Jalen and Tatum be able to sort of um, attack. They, I think it would be a bigger problem defensively for Boston than it would be offensively, um, just because I think that Tatum and Brown have shown that they can pretty much score on most – any defense and the Raptor, the Raptors issue in the series is going to be scoring, not stopping the other team. I think 
So, um, and if them going big, that would bring Cantor into, into the equation for the Celtics, um, which has a lot of, which has some negatives and some positives. Um, him being able to score, he could, he could be a great offensive rebounder, stuff like that, but also they can probably exploit him a little bit on defense. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. There's, I, I thought this was kind of a, this felt like a feel out game to me. Um, I don't know if that's the same take that as many people had, but I, I do think that this is far from over. Um, we've seen yeah, – I mean, we saw last year the Celtics dominated the Bucks in game one, uh, and we saw – you know, there's been countless examples of this to where it just looks so bad for a team so early. And um, Boston played pretty perfectly. Like, I don't – I don't see – and that's kind of what happened last year against the Bucks. I really don't see that that happening again. Pretty much no one played well in Toronto except for, like, Ananobi. Um, yeah, you need more guys to step up. <laughs> yeah, Siakam was pretty bad. Um, yeah, I heard Siakam was awful. Yeah, I thought Lowry wasn't great either. I thought Kimba thoroughly outplayed him. Um, and once the Celtics got up by, like, 19 in the second quarter, um, they were hitting most of their threes and the Raptors weren't hitting any. Celtics are now uh, 47 and 0 when leading by 15 or more at halftime, dating back to in a playoff game, That's dating a back to and a half. Four, which is good stat that was okay, okay. rounds yesterday. Um, I think that it's going to be a, a lot of a lot of these uh, cross matches in this series, um, sort of like who who each team is picking up a transition. Um, the scary thing if you're Toronto is that they, they were sort of making adjustments in the game that's did, that didn't work that you would usually like, you know, like maybe save for like game three, game four, but like they went zone just to start the second quarter and like it looked pretty good at the beginning, but the Celtics kind of figured it out. We're just like hitting threes on it. And um, yeah, I feel like the Celtics are too good of a three point shooting team pretty much all around to be able to play like zone effectively against them. Like, yeah. It, it's, I mean, I have faith in, like, Nurse figuring this out. Um, and I don't, I, don't think the, I don't think the Raptors will shoot. What was more glaring to me is that the Raptors shot, like, so horribly from three. It wasn't even that the Celtics were, like, on fire, like, like we saw Utah was in, like, game two. 21% like, from three. Yeah. Um, That's pretty bad. I think Van Vliet is going to be the key for them. Um, if, he can, if he can get hot like he did in the Eastern Conference Finals last year and most of the finals that'll be that'll go a long way um but they're not i don't think they're gonna win the series without with just allowing tatum to kill them in isolation um Mm -hmm. but i think ananobi can sort of pick up on some things and do better because they didn't even have ananobi guarding him the whole time which i thought was so they have on him initially well initially initially it was ananobi but i don't think they had they had it had it on him the whole game um which I think I think is just like a kind of it's a, it's a big thing that they could do to sort of turn the tide on this. Um, game two will be interesting. I think the Celtics go to go up two zero. It's probably over. But um, I mean, you and I especially have more faith in this Toronto team than I would say just about anybody. Uh, fair. I mean, I also picked Boston to win the series, so I don't know how much faith I do have in Toronto, but. I, yeah, but I don't think it's going to be like this. They, like, I don't think they're going to get blown out every game. For sure. 
Yeah, it's like a respect thing. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't think that they, they don't seem like they're just going to roll over to me. Um, no, absolutely not. And I think like Siakam had such a bad game. Like there's no way he's going to be that bad again. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking my head. Like I'm a little bit iffy on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's not going to be that bad. Um, he did, I will say he wasn't, he wasn't like great in the playoffs last year, but I don't like the way he was today. Like, I just don't think it's going to happen again. It was, right. Yeah. I just uh, he doesn't have a whole lot to his game right now, right? Like he doesn't have he doesn't have that versatility. If he doesn't get the spin in the post, he's not. Yeah, gonna, yeah. but uh, that's really they bad. Let, they let him shoot. It seems like so. If he could start knocking down some of those, I mean, th- this whole series is going to be a chess match, and there's going to be a, there's probably going to be an adjustment coming that we don't even see that we're not even talking. Yeah. that's just going to totally change what we're even thinking about. So. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't look good, but I. I. I do think that it's far from over, and <laughs> I'm still sold on Toronto. Hopefully, we'll be back next week. Um, and it's gonna be tied or at least tied, or you know. I think yeah, it's two. Two zero seems like a death sentence, though. Yeah, so. I agree. Um. Okay. Now to your Miami Heat, who are gonna Very start. Excited. What? I'm so excited. Today is the start of a great series, a series that will end in six games with the Miami Heat going to the conference finals. <laughs> um, I, look, they swept the Pacers, didn't look like they had really any trouble with them for the most part. Um, I think it came down close a couple times in the fourth quarter, and they showed that they have – so many options to go to down the stretch. Um, obviously, I think Jimmy had a couple games where he kind of took over in the fourth. Um, but, I mean, Dragic looks really good. Tyler Hero looks like he could get big minutes against the Bucs. Um, Duncan Robinson, I, I think we've both talked enough about Duncan Robinson. I think our viewers, if you don't love him, like, you've you got to watch him this game, game one today, and you're going to fall in love immediately. Um, and I... <laughs> Milwaukee didn't look great against Orlando at the end of the day. And, like, that series, they ended up winning in five. and But it wasn't, like, a pretty five games. Um, I thought game four, Orlando really lost that game because of, I think it was, like, two or three bad minutes early in the fourth quarter, late in the third quarter. And, like, it was one big Milwaukee run um, that got them over the hump. But otherwise, like, game five, okay, it wasn't great albeit for Orlando. But I don't think I've seen anything from Milwaukee that makes me really scared. Um, I think Chris Middleton is a big question mark. I don't yes. know how – like, well, you don't like him. So, it's, yeah, I think we're on the same page with Middleton. Well, did, he, I don't, did he even have one good game against Orlando? He had one game where he shot, like, 50% for, like, 20 points or something, which was, like, his good game. So, no, yeah, not really. While people are talking about him, like, he's top 10 player, um, which is ridiculous. Yeah, he's like a little bit better than. I mean, the the, the roadmap for the Bucks is just physically. Yeah, the the roadmap for the Bucks to winning this is just Giannis and Lopez like physically destroying um, the Heat and just basically, I mean, just like Giannis not being able to be stopped because the Heat are going to be able to score. Um, oh yeah, I think the 
I think if the Heat defense can sort of build a wall and transition like we've seen, just the blueprint, we talked about it with Orlando, Toronto did it last year. That's how you beat this team. Um, and I don't know what your opinion on Coach Bud is, but I don't think he's really someone who's able to make adjustments. Um, we saw it last year. And the Jimmy Butler-Middleton matchup, I think it's going to be big. Um, but I think I think Jimmy is like uh, – with the Heat team that they have now, he's just kind of – it seems like he's just kind of able to exert most of his energy on defense. And like – Oh, yeah. Being a facilitator, he's not having to like go like score. And so I think he could, if he can just be like, you know what, I'm locking down Middleton. Like that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm going to do. And um, that, could, that could be big because when Giannis is like playing – when Giannis isn't having like a 35, 15, and 10 game, it's almost like they need Middleton to score 30 points because there's really no one else. Like, like George Hill is like, you know, he's, he's, he's a good piece, but like, he's not, he's not, he's not like these players that the Heat have where they're just going to hit like six of 11 from three and just have like 24 points. Um, yeah. And the Heat have like five or six guys that can do that. Um, and, you know, the, it's just a bad matchup for the Bucks. The the Heat give up. The Heat take the the or the the best shooting team left in the bubble. Um, and the Bucks all year have given up more threes um, than anyone. And that's not something I can like. You can't adjust that overnight for a series. That's like know? a like, system you... thing. That's not yeah. like, like you, these these defensive like team adjustments are harder to make than just like oh we're gonna run this one pick and roll with these two guys. Right. We need to score. Um, and the, the reason the Bucks defense has been so good all year while doing that is because they're sort of picking who they're going to want to shoot. Um, but who do you want on the heat to shoot? Like, who are you picking? Unless, unless like, unless, like. Iguodala, maybe? I guess it would be Jimmy, right? I mean. Yeah, or Jimmy. Yep. Yeah. And even Iguodala, like, there's just a lot of guys to throw at Giannis. Bam is going to be awesome to watch. Um yeah, I'm with you. I, I think I think Heat and Six um, might even sprinkle a little money on it because it's just fun. Ooh, They're a fun team. To run. I mean, they are. Just the threes are flying, and um, the ball movement is so fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's beautiful offense. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think um, it's this. This should. I, I don't think it's a stretch to say this will probably be the best series of the second round, unless you think Rockets Lakers is going to be. Better. I think Rocket Lakers is going seven, and I think that's going to be better. But th- this series will probably be the most intriguing. Um, just I, there's so many question marks I have about Milwaukee, and there's like I think a lot of people really do think Milwaukee is the favorite for the title, at least out of the East. And I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how how the Heat match up because like they there are a lot of flaws, man. That Milwaukee team has a lot of flaws that can be picked like, on. This is not one of these, like, underdog picks that, like, no yeah. one is on. This is something that's been talked about for, like, a long time now. And but, it, this is the type of team – like, they're – it's – this this uh, Heat team is a little bit like the Toronto team from last year where they have just so many guys that can beat you. And then the right. one, like, alpha – he's not – Jimmy is not Kawhi, but – right. Um, they sort of have this. They sort of have a similar, um, 
Like, but I think they have better shooters than Toronto had last coach. week. Yeah, they just have a better they just have better shooting that that sort of makes up for the better defense that Toronto had. I think. Um, so predictions for tonight specifically, what do you think? Um, I think game one, I would say the Heat probably win. It's close. Um, going into the fourth, I think it's a pretty low scoring game. Um, but I think the Heat are just gonna be able to blow it open probably in the fourth, like maybe midway through the fourth, uh, hit a couple threes, go on a little run, um, and then close it out. But uh, I, I'll be surprised if either team takes a 2-0 lead in this series. The Heat have sort of um, tried to get Duncan Robinson going early in like, like three out of the four Pacers games. They're just running him off a lot of screens. That goes a long way because that's like, that's like essentially like getting Steph Curry like going, which is, you know, just like half of your offense at that point. So yeah, like his gravity can just open up so much for them. Um, yeah. I mean, I, on, I'm with you. I, I think it's going to come down to, to Budenholzer making adjustments. And a lot of people think of the Bucks as uh, sort of Denver East where they're, they look so good in the regular season. Yeah. But, um, they're not really built for the playoffs yet. Um I mean, it, and it goes without saying that if the if the if they lose this series, Giannis is going to be heavily considering a move, maybe to Miami or oh, I like that. Should be my personal preference. I think that would be fun. But um, that's going to be a, that's, that's a big super team of this series, and that, there's going to be a lot of there's a ton of pressure on him, um, especially after last year. So we'll see yeah. how he handles it. I will say the one intriguing, like most intriguing thing for me is how often uh, Bam actually ends up playing. Because uh, like Spolster's probably going to have to stagger his minutes with like Jimmy and Iguodala. And I think is probably going to get a lot more minutes this series than he did last series just because he's probably one of the best defenders that they have on the team. And he's going to be really good with his length in terms of bothering Middleton when Jimmy's not on the floor and bothering Giannis, uh, especially if they're trying to like wall him off. Um, so, like, you can't play Jimmy, Iggy, and uh, Bam at the same time, I don't think, because you just lose out way too much shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's going to be, like, interesting to see, like, how small Miami goes sometimes. I think that might be the difference, if anything, um, like, how good Miami plays when they play small. Um, but we'll see. Those would probably be those bench units, too. Um, they have a lot of quick guards that can – Going, I would just, I would expect that Bam would like they were they would close games with Bam on Giannis. Probably that seemed like it has been working. You want a big guy on him, so he's just not he's just not dominating the paint. Um, right. So moving to the West now. Um, well, Thunder Rockets game six is tonight. I don't think, regardless of the outcome tonight, I don't think either of us see the Thunder winning this thing. Um, Westbrook is back, and as bad as it looked for the Rockets in game four, which was just kind of that that classic meltdown game for them that they seem to have once a series. <laughs> um, it, it, Westbrook changes the whole equation, um, and I think you saw that in game five. It was never even close from what I remember. Um, like, second quarter was kind of close, but they pulled out. Yeah, the Rockets were letting the Thunder guys shoot, and, and Harden yeah. wasn't even bothered by Dort, really, it seemed like. yeah. Um, if, and if he has that figured out, then, you know, someone's going to get hot. And it's, it's right. But, and Dort is, like, a liability on offense, too. Yeah. So. No, Dort, you're going to let Dort shoot, like, Roberson. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So unless, unless Chris Paul, always find these players though. These these guys who can't shoot that are great on yeah, defense. they're amazing on defense. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 been happening <laughs> far too long though. Yeah. Uh, unless Chris Paul can pull something out, I, I I just don't think that it's realistic to have them coming back from three two. But it is the Rockets, so they could go they could go cold. For two games. So it's not. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to assume the Rockets are through the next round and talk about Lakers-Rockets. Um, the Lakers were, were able to dominate the Blazers after a bad game one. Um, I think a big key to this series is going to be how comfortable Anthony Davis is because in the games that they played versus the Rockets before, um, the, in the game that Covington was there and they had that microball lineup that we've talked about so often, um, he didn't. He didn't look comfortable, and I think PJ Tucker and Covington can do a reasonable job on him. But then you sort of have to answer the question: Who's the primary defender on LeBron, who has had I think three straight games of thirty-five plus, and um, was able to just destroy the Blazers, who granted don't have as many good defenders as the Rockets do, but. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think the Rockets have anyone for LeBron either unless you put Covington on LeBron, but then who guards Davis, right? Like, I guess Tucker on Davis, Covington on LeBron. I don't even think you could put Covington on LeBron because I think – I don't think Covington's very good on ball. I think he's just a right. help, like – So, like, I, I don't know. I don't know who they put on him. But then, yeah, you, you could say that, but then you're like, oh, who are they going to put on Westbrook? Who are they going to put on Harden? Because you would assume that they're not going to put LeBron on Harden. No. That just means he's way too much energy um, at this point in his career. So if you say, oh, we're going to put Caruso on Harden, I think that's not going to work. I don't think Caruso on Westbrook would work either. No. Uh, they don't have Bradley for situations like this. So what is the answer? Uh, KCP, so they probably put Danny Green. Yeah, I think, I think Danny Green would probably be better on Harden as opposed to Westbrook. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of live with KCP. Um, and then help. Or if you're doing, yeah. or if you're trapping hard enough top, that kind of changes everything, which I'm sure they're going to end up doing eventually. Um, but but, I don't know if you want to like trap them because like the, if the Houston guys have a head of steam going to the basket, like they'll they'll take it. They'll get calls too. So I don't know. Like yeah, but a head, of, I think a head of steam going up against Davis is a different animal than. True. I, I, but. I, I don't know. The rotations just seem kind of weird for me. Because, like, it, once you – like, if you're trapping Harden, right, he's at least got – like, if Eric Gordon's on the floor and if Westbrook's on the floor, like, you're not going to leave Westbrook, right? If you leave Gordon, then I think, like, someone's going to be open in the corner because Davis is going to stay in the paint. I mean, you'd rather leave Westbrook in the corner, but um, – Right, yeah. but, like, Westbrook's probably not going to go in the corner. Yeah, Westbrook's going to be short rolling and either knocking right. the basket or kicking it out to one of these shooters, which, right. you know, that's that's what Houston wants to do. So, unless the Lakers can – unless you have – they could sort of have, like, LeBron playing, like, free safety a little bit, but – Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's hard. I, that's why I think – that's why I think Davis is the key, just is he able to – is he – going to be able to dominate inside eventually. Um, right. Because if he's not, I think Houston's just going to outscore them, and it's going to be disappointing. 
Um, I also think that Houston might want to play slow, as weird as that sounds, because um, the Lakers are a great transition team. That is true. And their half-court game is kind of soft right now. Their isn't great. Um, yeah. So I think if Houston has faith in their defense, sort of, and that, that, that sort of relates to the, eight, the Davis thing, too. So if they're not getting destroyed by Davis in the half court, then definitely play slow and sort of don't let the Lakers, you know, sort of be throwing lobs and transition and doing what they want yeah, to do. Get easy baskets, yeah. Yeah. Um, both of these teams can either go red hot or ice cold from three. We've seen, both, we've seen it go both ways for each of them just in the last couple of weeks. Um, I think for the Lakers to win, Danny Green is going to have to actually make shots. Um, which, you know, is he, he's like about as trick-or-treat as you can get. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he turned it on for like a series last year too, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's really like <laughs> he was so bad against, against uh, the Sixers. And the Sixers. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And he was terrible against the Sixers, but like he was good against Orlando and he was pretty good against uh, Milwaukee, too. Yeah. If I remember right. I mean, there's going to be a role player from the Lakers and the Rockets who shoots who shoots poorly from three and then another who shoots extremely well. Um, but so do you do – I mean, making predictions for this is really tough. Um, I can't bet against LeBron the, right now. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at, too. Um, and yeah. I, also, I also think the Rockets really haven't, like, regressed yet. Yeah, I think it's that's coming. True. Like we saw, they it had game. only one game. Yeah, but I do think, like, I think it's going to come again. And LeBron sort of has the LeBron's IQ. I think it's going to be able to figure this out. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Lakers in six. I have Lakers in seven, but I, I can't bet against the Lakers right now. Yeah, yeah. I want. I mean, I want to see Lakers Clippers too. I don't want to. Oh yeah, because I think if it's Rockets Clippers, I think the Clippers would destroy them. So uh, yeah, that's like five games maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sorry, Houston fans. This should be fun, though. I mean, that's that's this is. I mean, as as much as I like the series in the East, this is probably. I mean, it doesn't it's get be entertaining. It doesn't get much better than this. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. It's less. It, it's it's probably less of like a sort of chess match, I think, than some of the East series are, but. This is just scoring, man. It's going to be up and down. Air power is going to be so fun to watch. Yeah. Okay, so, and then fourth, second round series. Um, we don't know who it's going to be yet because um, Jazz Nuggets game six last night, which has been unbelievable the entire series. I feel like no one, I mean, no one that I know has really been talking about it much because it's sort of like, you know. It's a hard one out. Too small. Yeah, it's it's it is it is a little bit, and yeah, I would I suggest you pay attention now if you haven't been because um, this duel between Murray and Donovan Mitchell has been the most memorable playoff duel I can probably ever remember since I don't yeah, know honestly like like a Paul George and LeBron in 2013, but even that was over pretty, was like, not like super. And as far as the scoring goes. Yeah. I mean, like just in terms of like pure scoring and like some of the shots these guys are making, I can't remember one off the top of my head 
that would like top this. Um, sure, I mean, like, there's been like more intriguing rivalries, I guess, but like, yeah, just, and there's been there's definitely been ones that have like meant more, but right, but um, like in terms of just pure scoring, man, these guys are hot. Yeah. Oh my god. So last night, Gary Harris comes back from missing like six months, um, and he was okay. He really he couldn't really check Mitchell that well. That's to be expected if you haven't played in that long. Um, like no one's checking Mitchell right now. So yeah, I did. I did think Denver had some success when they put Jeremy Grant on him. Um, A little bit more better than expected, but um, the problem is on offense for them is Millsap has just been so bad, and it looks his career is coming to a close. Yeah, did he play in the fourth quarter? Like I don't remember seeing him out there in the fourth quarter. Millsap, I don't think so. I think they pulled him. Okay, yeah. Like, that's bad. And MPJ and played, like, pretty big. Um, yeah. But um, the what this came down to is just Jamal Murray making literally every three in the third – in the fourth quarter. And it wasn't yeah, even, like, the Jazz part. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, he had that three-on-one where he pulled up and, like, iced the game with a three. I was like, dude, what yeah. are you doing? And then he makes it. Like, he iced the game like four times because yeah. like a couple of times Murray would just I mean Mitchell would just come back and hit a three himself or like right. drive and get something. He had that crazy and one that they didn't count where he just kind of threw yeah. it out. I thought it was an and one. Yeah, I don't know how they didn't call it continuation, but it didn't really matter because Denver won by ten or so. Um so Jamal Murray uh he had fifty in the game, I think. I don't think yeah. he got more, up to more than that, but he I closed this one out. Um, he's the first player since Iverson in 2001 to have three straight 40-plus point playoff games. Um, that kind of surprised me that no one's done that. Um, That's a lot of points. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah I, know, I was just thinking like LeBron and some of those Warriors, Cavs Warriors years might have done that, but I guess not. Um, he probably has like the records for like the most 30-plus games. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Murray couldn't miss in the fourth quarter. I almost fell out of my chair a couple times. It was it was just every it was like just every kind of three you could get step back. He comes off the screen where he's just drifting to the left and just kind of like angles his body to where he's lined up. Um, yeah, it was super impressive. But game seven for this one is going to be um, Wednesday, I think. No, Tuesday, Tuesday because Tuesday, they play Tuesday. Yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to think. I really don't about who's going to win that. Um, it's a crap suit, dude. <laughs> I would, I'm sort of going to err on the side of the Nuggets because they have more momentum, but I would rather see the Jazz in the next round. Yeah, I think if Denver makes it, like their defense just isn't good enough to deal with the yeah, Clippers. I think it's a better matchup. Um, um, it's a worse matchup for the Clippers if they have to play the Jazz as opposed to the Nuggets. Yeah. So I'd rather see the Jazz, but I do think Denver's probably going to come out on top. Um, just because I think they have, I think Murray has just been unstoppable. I think I think Jokic can act is actually going to step up to the plate and have a good game, um, and help him out. He he's been really bad. Uh, it's like I think he had one really good game, game five, but other than yeah, that, he hasn't been great. He's been pretty bad. Um, which like if they had lost in five games, that would have looked really bad on for him, but. Uh, now, yeah, I don't know. Maybe game seven, he, he steps it up. He looks kind of gassed, though. I'm not going to lie. He's just looked tired in the fourth. So, I don't know. Long series. Common theme. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
he got skinny I and mean, he was supposed this was supposed to not be a problem but right it still seems like it's a problem so i don't know yeah he i think i think he'll bounce i i i see the nuggets winning this um but i mean i'm sure it's gonna be close because if we if we get a sort of game like they did in game six with mitchell and murray just hitting shots back and forth or like even game one was a lot like that um yeah it's going to be super exciting. So I'm, I'm happy that we, that we get a first round series. that's actually going seven. Um, yeah. That wasn't going to happen. So um, on to the end of Luka Doncic's magical run. Um, so game six was yesterday. Uh, Markeith Morris or Marcus, is it Markeith? I can never. Markeith. Markeith. Yeah. Markeith Morris plays super dirty. He gets himself ejected. Um, Dude, I'm, I'm like split on that now. You, I really, I, yeah. Um, also, we messed up. It is Marcus. I okay. I can't tell the two of them apart. Yeah, I can't. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, because the first time I watched it, I thought, yeah, like it, it's really dirty. Like he came down on his like neck or whatever. Um, but I'm like looking back at the replay, like the the behind the basket replay, which like basically shows, because um, like Morris got a got the ball. So like, yeah. it was like a play on the ball, um, which like makes me think that like, obviously like he's trying to foul him really hard. And I thought that like, it was at least a flagrant one. Um, but I didn't think the ejection was necessary. Um, it just felt like a really like, he just caught him on the follow through. And like, if you're going to like slap the ball that hard, which like you have to do, cause like Doncic just cooked him on like a bunch of and ones. And like, you don't want him getting the ball up at the rim and like I even though the foul was like earlier I think they probably would have like given him a continuation on that play so like I think he had to make a play at the ball so like I, I don't know I flagrant one but an ejection just seemed kind of harsh now See, don't you think that was sort of a makeup for him stepping on his ankle in the game before maybe maybe because people were even more pissed about that and right that and like it's pretty dirty it, yeah, uh, like my again, my gut reaction was like, yeah, like that just doesn't seem right. Um, watching it back, I'm like, I I don't know, because like it's it seemed like a really weird play, and like there was no reason for him to do it, so like that makes me think it was intentional. But like, it, like Doncic also like made like he fainted to the left, which like yeah. probably got Morris to step that way. Yeah. Um, but it's like I I feel like you know when you're about to step on a guy's foot. Yeah. So do so, I. I don't know. Um, well, Porzingis didn't need everybody to step on his foot for him to be injured like he always is. Um, so we were making fun of him for, like, sitting with knee soreness, but it turns out he has like, some uh, – what what's the problem with him? Has- torn meniscus, lateral meniscus. Okay, actually, that's pretty bad. But, um, yeah. <laughs> we're sorry, Christoph. But I don't know why they couldn't have just, like, told us that. Like, I don't know. That's not knee soreness at all. Every, every game was just, like, he's sitting with knee soreness, like, coming, like, from the official Mavs, like, people. And, oh, and like, then before game six, they decided to tell us all that he was just, you know, um, like, he actually was injured, which – I mean, he could. They could have avoided like a lot of shit, like for both him and the franchise, for just like telling yeah. us. So I thought that was weird. But game six was actually pretty close. Sorry, I, I just don't know when he tore it. They said he tore it after game one. What? 
So you just played like what three games or two games with it? I guess. I'm Wait, did he? Very confused. He played in game three, right? Yeah. Yeah. He played in game two and three. I thought. No, game two, he was really good, and then game three, yeah. Luca gets injured. Yeah. Right. That's weird, man. All right. Anyways. Maybe the maybe the medical staff in the bubble just doesn't like what they're used to. I don't know. Maybe. I can't. I can't really explain that one. Um. Well, I don't think Beverly being injured is going to matter against the Nuggets or Jazz. I just, unless, I mean, maybe against the Nuggets to take, take away Jamal Murray anymore. But, but, like, even if he goes for 50, I don't think they have any answers for Kawhi, like, at all. So, yeah. Uh, and I think Kawhi proved in this series that he's probably the best player in the league, um, which, I've, which I've had that opinion for a little yeah. while. But, I know, um, like, the way I look at it is that there's, like, three guys – yeah. So I, I was just gonna say, like, there, there are three guys in the league that like could have done what he did in that fourth quarter, and it's like him, Kevin Durant, and like LeBron James. I don't think anybody else in that league could have done what he did. In that you think quarter. Harden could have done it with that ease, bro? Like Not he, the way that he did it. Yeah. Yeah, like because Harden like works hard. For his buckets. Well, the shots that Kawhi was making is not really aren't really shots that Harden takes. Like he, Kawhi right. was just hitting like those mid rangers where he just like yeah. he basically catches he it. Even need space. In a triple threat and just like puts it up and you're just like yeah. I can't do anything. It's bizarre. Yeah. Reggie Jackson hitting four threes in the fourth quarter helped. Um, and playoff P finally had a good game in Game Five, which was just like the classic, yeah. you know, bounce back to that. Should've. And then he went back down to game six, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, game five, the Clippers were making everything, so they didn't really need him to score 35. But, um, yeah, good Morris? showing by the Mavs. But, yeah. Um, I was going to say, Morris has been really good. Like, I know we both kind of shit on him earlier in the, uh, in the season. But, like, against yeah. Dallas, like, he was, no, he was the great. only guy. Super clutch in game four. Um, yeah. He's, he's played, you know, reasonably well in offense. Um, defense, yeah, he's getting torched by Luka, but, like, Everyone kind of. I was, I was by not, not sure why he was ever guarding Luca in the first place. So also that, yeah, <laughs> not really his role. Um, so I, yeah, I, I think the Clippers are still chugging chugging along strong, and I would still have them as my title favorite. Um, especially if the Lakers play a really rough series against the Rockets, and if they lose, then I think it's a wash for them getting to the finals. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, so I would, I would. Are you still on, still on Miami? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not changing from the Miami pick. Yeah. Stay on the train. I like it. Let's <laughs> go. Um, stay on the train. Although the, this Clippers team is scaring me a lot. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's just gonna be if, if, if this is the matchup, I think it's gonna be a wake up call when just Kawhi is just unstoppable. Like, <laughs> right. Like, I, I don't know. Like, the only thing you can do is just hope that he misses a shot. Right. And like he was in the first half of game six too. I was like, dude, like he's kind of having a bad game. He's missing like short mid range shots and like just turns it on. And it's like, you can't, you can't miss. I don't, I don't know how you stop that. You can't game plan for it. So I don't know. Well, I think that might, I think that covers us unless yeah, well, that that game seven will be will be very fun, and then you know we'll see what happens with Houston OKC. But 
I mean, I'll, trust me, I will be overjoyed if Houston blows it because I think that's just like the most hilarious. Even though I like kind of like root for them most of the time, I just think that's just like yeah. a hilarious outcome. Uh-huh. But would you want to see OKC in LA? No, I wouldn't. That's that's yeah. The, like, but I would. I want to see them lose tonight though, just so I can. Okay. See, yeah. Yeah. So I agree with that. there could be like a panic. <laughs> Some momentary panic. Adam Jasper tweeting angrily. Yes, Adam Jasper texting me out of the blue. <laughs> Game four, he was he was he was That's funny. <laughs> if they lose, we gotta get him back on the pod. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, only only for negative things to see. see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, staying strong on your heat prediction. We will see what happens. Um, hopefully you're not proven wrong. Either of us, really. But, yeah. Just watch them get blown out tonight. I mean, we have the same. Like, I, I don't know. It's like, yeah. I, I, need, I need Milwaukee to prove it. <laughs> yeah. Even though, they, even though they won, like, they probably would have won, like, 70 games. But whatever. <laughs> Regular season. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Regular season team. Okay.